This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Every single person has to answer this question. Is there a being that exists outside of myself that we call God? And if that being exists, can he come into my life and affect me? I'm Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan, and this is my podcast, Authentic Faith in Life. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan with Authentic Faith in Life. In this podcast, we're going to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, and her influence on his life and mission, starting at his first miracle at Cana. Mary is the instigator in calling Jesus out. We understand that she has had time of pondering his call as the Messiah and the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophetic realities. The scripture is also about to be fulfilled as Jesus uses the term woman. The woman from the scripture in Genesis 3.15 that will crush the serpent's head. Mary beckons Jesus out into his full identity as Messiah, understanding that her heart will be pierced, but also that there's a greater purpose that he is called to, a sacrificial mission that they both will encounter and walk towards. Mary has borne Jesus into the world to give to us to serve mankind as a suffering servant. And she brings forth Jesus in her womb. She becomes that scripture in her participation to crush the serpent's head. So we have the two of them at this wedding and we imagine them real flesh and blood at this event. Think of the wedding of Cana and what that must have been like in the Jewish tradition, the three days of celebration, Jesus would have been surrounded with his mother and all of their family, many family members, many people that they knew in their community. They would be eating and would be festive and they would be enjoying each other's company and sitting together and talking. There would have been people there that were very observant of the Jewish faith and people that were filled with many crosses and people that were stuck in immoral situations and people just like us every day today. And then his mother called him out for what appeared to be a simple thing, the wine at a wedding celebration. To think that the first miracle that would happen of the God-man on earth was wine from water. Couldn't it have been the healing of a baby or something dramatic and spectacular? Think of the people present and the simple words that Our Lady spoke. Simple words. Nothing theologically profound, nothing dramatically impressive, just simple words. Do whatever he tells you. 
Now, the stewards would have just listened, probably not knowing in any sense of the possibility of what was about to happen, but simply did as they were directed in serving guests at this wedding, and then looked at Jesus to see what he would ask of them. And whatever he asked brought forth a miracle, his first awakening of his identity and mission to the public, his identity as God and man, his identity as the Messiah. And it was water to wine. Think of all those people sitting there. Again, people like you and me. Possibly the culture would bear on their personalities that they would be more conservative in their behaviors. They, of course, speak a different language. There was more of a morality that was expected in society. But people within, just like you and I, with fears and pain and deep wonder about the world and everyday problems, little babies that kept them awake at night, and money issues and injuries and death, just like us. And then all of a sudden, somebody whispers, do you see what happened there? We have more wine. And apparently Jesus, the son of Joseph and Mary, did this. Do you see what that is over there? That's someone serving wine. I thought the wine was gone. And the wonder that might happen as they hear the mumblings, the rumblings that would likely come across the crowd, just like it would today. Jesus did this? What is going on? This is Jesus. I remember being in the back of Church of the Resurrection at a prayer event. And it was a beautiful event. I believe it was a mission event. It was a beautiful event. It was in the evening. And Church of the Resurrection has one big area, worship area. And then the chapel on the back is divided with the altar uh, in between and a beautiful wall of wood beams. So you could sit on either side in the main celebration area or in the chapel and see what was happening on the altar. I had been in the main celebration, and I remember afterwards everybody milling around and talking about the event that had happened. It was a beautiful event, deeply spiritual. People were deeply touched. And I remember hearing of a young girl who I had seen crying, actually, a beautiful 12, 13-year-old girl with long blonde hair. And she was crying, and people were consoling her. And I just, in passing, wonder what had happened. But what I heard was that as she was in the chapel side of the church, during the prayer time, she had seen Our Lady elevated above the altar. She was deeply moved, and it stuck in my mind because it was so spectacular and so believable because she was so moved in her tender heart by what she had had experienced. It would be like that, I believe, at the wedding of Cana. 
the ripplings of what had happened would come through and it would be revealed to a deeper, deeper level that this was a miracle. There would be a dawning of the awareness that something spectacular had happened, even though it was just water to wine. Something beautiful. Something unexplainable. And something that their Jesus did. The Jesus that they all knew. The Jesus that appeared somewhat ordinary, even if he was a good and holy man to that day. We do now know, in hindsight and 2,000 years of theology, that there was great meaning in this first miracle being at a wedding. There is a great insight into the fact that this is abundance, the abundance that overflows. We get that image of these tall jars overflowing with the best wine. We hear that the expression was, Oh, you saved the best wine for last, the miraculous wine. We know the symbolism in that today with marriage, that the sacrament of marriage is overflowing with abundance of grace, of love, of wine, the wine that would later become the body and blood of Christ the wine that they would drink and it would be consumed in them at that wedding feast and it would flow through their veins in their blood. The same wine that later on at the Last Supper as Jesus instituted the sacrament of the Eucharist, the wine that would flow through their veins and in their blood. The symbolism is rich and deep for matrimony that Those graces in the sacrament can be poured out on us when we are in a sacramental marriage. The graces flow when we ask for them in abundance. We're promised that. The wedding of Cana was a wedding, a three-day Jewish celebration of fun and family and gathering and tradition and ritual. But it also was a singular event as the first miracle that Jesus would perform. It was a singular event in that he would demonstrate the sacramental graces available in marriage for us. He would demonstrate that sacramental relationship of communion of man and woman together with our triune God. And again, we see Our Lady is a part of it. She is not it. Jesus is it. He is all. He is it. But she's there. And just as she was chosen to bear him in her womb and her body cells create his DNA with the Holy Spirit, she bore him out into the world and gave him to us with her fiat, her yes, and now she walks with him. She is the instigator of his first miracle. She is his mother his beloved mother and queen, the queen mother. And she points to him, as she always does, as she does at Mechagoria in the apparitions, that God has gifted us with her to do, again, to bear her son to us for our salvation 
and to always point the way to him. Do whatever he tells you. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan at Authentic Faith and Life on the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and my workshops and speaking events at AuthenticFaithAndLife.info.